Are we ready? Yeah, let's go. You're listening to that League One podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to that League One podcast. Eight games, four postponements this weekend, which saw a little bit of a shorter match week in Skybet League One. To the delight of Jack Ward, I am sure. So that means two games. Now, I assigned each of the boys three games on Thursday afternoon. Three of the, the four games that got postponed, I actually assigned to myself on Thursday. So that went quite well. We're here with the fellas as usual, Jack, Tom and Jake. Well, I'm going to start off with Wardy. Wardy, you didn't play at the no. weekend. You had a, a nice weekend off. You watched your closet team, Portsmouth, the boys in <laughs> white yesterday. How did you find it, mate? How was your weekend? I don't think many Pompey fans would agree that my, my closet team. I, th- I, th- I think they well, might... You they might about it, Wardy, mate. They, they, they might... They might not feel the same, to be quite honest with you. Um, no, I did watch the game. It was uh, no, I was there to watch the teal up derby nappers. It was nothing to do with Pompey. It was just to watch Fleetwood versus Portsmouth in Skybet League One, the big teal up derby, the big one, really. Uh, top versus bottom. Um, yeah, I, I won't talk about the game itself because we'll do that later. In fact, I think it, that is my game, so we'll, we'll chat on that in, in detail and, and speak to the two boys about it who were at the match. Yeah, it was nice to have a weekend off. It's disappointing not to go to a game of football but at the same time I think I might have dodged a bullet maybe because it was cold very windy and you know I could just watch it the, the warmth of my own sofa it was nice mate it was nice to have a week off so normal ward is back then we need to start having a story of games and some... back to the sofa I wasn't going to go to fucking Fleetwood and I didn't, do, I, didn't <laughs> I didn't lay the pitch Jake so you know there's certain things out of my control so We've also learned, uh, well, obviously, a lot of people have been learning a lot of stuff this weekend, Tom in particular. But, uh, Jake, we learned from you this weekend as well that, you know, that Lincoln have the best groundsman stuff in the division. Lincoln yes, are man. the best team in the division, not the best midfield. The most house-proud Lincoln fan you will meet. Good point, though, yesterday. Yeah, mate, cracking point. And it should have been three. Um, I'm sure Tom will, will divulge later. But, yeah, no, I was really happy with the performance. Um Thought we bettered Derby County. Uh, they didn't get out of second gear, which we'll come on to. But no, mate, it, it, it's been good. And I say that we have the best ground staff because you look at the amount of games that, that went off and you look at some of the states of the pitches in, in, in this league, they're fucking horrendous. Like, you look at Derby's pitch. We went there the other week. It was awful. Fleetwood's pitch has never been fantastic, you know. So, yeah, no, it's um, it's good, mate. Good to be jumping on. It's been a, It's been a bit of a week. Absolutely. And Tom, we spoke, well, Friday, Saturday, and obviously this morning as well. It's been a, it's been a we good We saw weekend. each other Friday, Saturday. Yeah, yeah we, we did. Don't, don't you know about it? And um, yeah, you, you, you know, I learned quite a bit. You learned quite a bit. We spoke football. We spoke uh, multiple different things. It was nice to, you know, catch up. What, what was your weekend like, Tom? Fantastic, mate. I met your mum, which was nice. One of the highlights of the weekend. We had a Nando's. Three points. Uh, yeah, I thought. Saw you, plenty of time, spent a lot of time with you. Nice hotel, nice easy trip up and down. Sold out away end, three points. What more can you ask for? Back on track. And of all people, my mum's taking the shine to Dylan, thinking he's a lovely young man, speaks very well. Not, you know, oh, Tom was lovely or not Reese is lovely. It was the the other one. So, um, again, uh, before we get on with the show, Tom, have you got a shout out of the week for us? or Yes, I have. It is... For the wonderful lady responsible for this. Yeah. 
which she's probably had three or four of the shout outs of the week of our 20 episodes, by the way. Happy 20th episode, boys. We're, uh, we've made it to the, the two zero. But this is absolutely fabulous from Sue. I'm afraid, though, she's going to be absolutely gutted. It did arrive in about 400 million pieces. I've tried to recover as much as I can, but I will go and get myself a frame. It, it's arrived in bits. So did mine. Mine, mine also did come like a like a Lego box set. And I have, uh, but it was a great present. Can I just say, by Excellent the way, class. right? Mine came fully pieced together, absolutely no. fine. But there was a reason for that because in my note, I'm not meant to tell you, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I'm a favourite, so well, just, uh, just have delivered mine. Right. Uh, favourites get you know special treatment. So thank you, Sue. That's all right. None taken, Sue. Don't you worry. Me and Jack will just cry ourselves to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Um, should, should we get on with then uh, the the eight games? Yeah, well, plenty, patron, of, plenty of games. All <laughs> Patreon, let, yeah. All Patreon. Let's, let's get on with it. So it wasn't the yeah. best of match week. <laughs> don't, don't buy the pod. Don't buy the Patreon. <laughs> Patreon, Ben. Oh, yeah, Patreon. There we are. If you want to come and join us on, <laughs> on Patreon, you can come and see our faces. You can come and join the fun £3.50 um, a week. We've got, what, 25, 26 months over there now. It's a month. No, not a week, Jesus. Not a week. <laughs> it's a lot of deals a week. <laughs> It's jumping three fifty a week. Yeah, I wish it was. To be no, fair, no. Mom, if you get relegated, we'll have to charge three pound fifty a week just to get you some antidepressants, <laughs> yeah. mate, won't we? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, come and join us three pound fifty a month. I do apologise. We can cut that. Definitely not getting cut, is it? Um, no, so yeah, no. come and join. Come, come and join the fun, and we will have a teal up extra in the next couple of weeks. I am sure for you on everything League One and you know everything about the teal up boys' life. Let's get on with it. Eight games. Not the best of match weeks in League One. The, the highest goal scoring game was three. You know, and you know, Bristol Road was going to start off with it. Bristol Road was one, Blackpool two. Blackpool's first away victory for a long, long time. But when they do win away, they win normally away at decent size, one away at Portsmouth and one away at Barnsley, both not conceded in both. Big result for them on the road. Tom, I assigned you that one. You did. What do you think? Blackpool ended a nine-game unbeaten home streak belonging to Bristol Rovers at the Mem yesterday afternoon. Ben, there's absolutely no stopping the strike from CJ Hamilton inside five minutes. Dembele providing the second and a cheeky flick from Chris Martin, who just cannot stop scoring at this moment in time. The game was probably a goal or two light either end. Very little happening after the flurry of goals inside the opening 20 minutes or so. As you said there, that one improves Blackpool's disappointing away record this season. Just their third victory on the road, but some good victories in there nonetheless. I think we'd still consider them a bit of a playoff outsider, given their four points off it. Haven't played a handful of games more than those above them. Three losses on the spin now for Bristol Rovers. They've scored at least a goal in every one of those games. I had to double check this and the boys are going to be quite surprised by this. They've scored in every single game at least once since the 3rd of October in all competitions. How mad is that? So they're a bit of a mental scoring run. They now play Exeter twice in the next couple of weeks. Fleetwood and Burton in their next five games too. Decent run of games for the gas to come. And uh, they'll be hoping that they can get back to winning ways as soon as they possibly can. Yeah, well, Cheltenham went on a bit of a run like that, didn't he? He didn't score for the first 12 and scored in 12 uh, consecutive games. Burton 2, Charlton nil. I assign myself that one. Um, Burton have been quite good at home recently, um, you know, under obviously Patterson and obviously the, the temporary guy as well. Um, after sacking Dino Manri, I think it's four games unbeaten now at home, three victories, one draw, you know, three uh, clean sheets in there as well, beating Blackpool at home, um, 
you know, beating Charlton at home, some, you know, really impressive victories there. Um, I think they beat Shrewsbury, you know, just after Christmas as well. I think they beat 1-0. Uh, but for Charlton, it's disastrous to one of five teams in the, the division not to get a, a victory in 2024. It's eight without a victory now. And um, they've drawn three of those, lost five. And under Appleton, they seem to be a little bit, you know, one way. And the, if it doesn't work Appleton's way, it doesn't work at all. And when it does work, it's good. And when it goes well under Appleton, it really goes well. You saw what happened at Lincoln. But when it doesn't, he turns the whole fan base and he's quite a dour chap. And you, you love him when you're winning, you hate him when you're losing because it's a step, you cut, there's no in-between with Appleton. And I said that even when they were they started quite well. I think they were on a decent unbeaten run under him as well. So, um it's worrying time for Charlton. I don't really like the signing of Ladapo. Um, I know they're going to bring in Uch uh, Ikpuzu from uh, Port Vale. That seems to be off now. That screams to me that they're going very direct, very long ball, a bit like Fleet with the two or three years ago. They know they're in a battle and they need to get goals. Um, if I was Charlton, and I've seen this on social media um, or from a Charlton page, I think it's a really good shout. Well, I think Charlton would be, if they would get rid of Appleton, which I don't think they will do, I think they'd be best going to a 3-5-2, Michael Dove. He's worked with Alfie May before. He'd get the best out of the likes of Taylor Dunes, the likes of Ladarpo, the Connor Coventry, who's a good signing as well. The George Dobson is a good team that's not quite working out at the moment. So for Charlton, much improvement is needed. For Burton, good victory. And at home, they are quite strong. Uh, you know, you know, they pretty much win one, draw one, lose. I think it's four wins, six draws, six defeats, you know, recently at home as well, which is uh, you know, always good to see as well. Um, next up, Leighton Orient one, Bolton nil. Leighton Orient, the most points. What? Go on. Leighton Orient, oh, there you are. Leighton Orient, the most points in 2024. The last five games, they've won four, drawn one, five consecutive clean sheets, lost one in seven, managed to beat Portsmouth, Charlton, and now Bolton recently as well. Watching Leighton Orient putting on a show as Dan Adji scores this third in three. Jake, I gave you this one. What were your thoughts? You did, but you've literally just said my entire script, mate. You just went <laughs> it all out. Uh, yeah, no, I was... It's another really good win, obviously, like you say, that's four wins in five for Leighton Orient, and they've, they've surged up to ninth in their table, which if you'd have told any Orient fan that, you know, by the end of January nearly they'd be in the top nine, they'd be, you know, kicking and, and screaming with a lot of joy. Um, I thought they were really good yesterday. Um, Bolton missed an absolute sitter, Dion Charles. I don't think he's been the same player since he had this speculation about a move to Swansea and a move to to Hull at the start of the window. He, he missed a sitter at, at Fountain Park that changed the, the course of the game. He missed a sitter yesterday that, that if he if he puts it in, he puts Bolton one nil up. Bolton from, from winning positions tend to be pretty good this season. Um, but two the longer sit, two, they... sorry, Jay, two sitters yesterday, really. There, there was the yeah, first the one, one, the headed yeah. one, and the, the one-on-one, for me, you're a striker in... The striker at Bolton Wanderers, where ultimately you're not playing that well. They had an opportunity to actually win that game without being the better team. You've got to convert yeah. that. Two massive chances. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, and you know, for Leighton Orient, again, a great win. Dan Adji, since he's coming to the side from Crew has been a revelation. I feel like we said that every pretty much every time since he's come back into the team. And yesterday's goal, such a, a good finish, shows pace to, to beat the defender, to get past the defender, and then just slots it up, you know, under the, under the goalkeeper. So... Yeah, great win for Leighton Orient, up to ninth. I'm sure they'll be uh, looking to bring one or two into a blend into the group. But uh, excellent, excellent for Orient. Bad day for Bolton with with Pompey winning, with Posh winning, and with Derby getting a point as well. So. Absolutely. Next up, flying through these games, but I'm not sure we'll fly through this one. 
Unfortunately so, it was T-Lop Derby time. We've had a few T-Lop Derbies um, now, and it was Portsmouth against Fleetwood. Read the stats out. Uh, that's what I'm going to do. Don't you worry, mate. I, I'm in control this week, so don't, don't you worry. Don't um, and the T-Lop table. So I went through yeah, yesterday evening. Portsmouth are currently top of that. Played three, one, two, drawn one. Scored four, conceded two. Oxford have played two. One, two, scored five, conceded zero. Both of those are away at Lincoln and Fleetwood. Still got Portsmouth. Yeah, they've both played the rubbish teams here, though. They're not playing each other yet. That'd be a test. Yeah. But anyway, they've got to, <laughs> got to play each other at the end of this month as well, and still the uh, the leg away at Fratton Park as well. Lincoln have won one away at Fleetwood. Alex Mitchell with the goal that they lost to, scored two, conceded four, three points. Yes, Fleetwood have played four, drawn one away at Fratton Park, lost the other three, only scored one, conceded six. It was a miserable day for the Cod Army as Abu Kamara's strike found the back of the net in the first half. And Portsmouth found a way to win, even in their probably their third or fourth gear. A poor performance on the road, I thought. But all that matters was getting the job done. And that's what good teams need to do. Win when they're not at the best, when they're on a bad run. Getting back to winning ways, getting a clean sheet. And never looked in any, any danger of not winning that game of football. Yeah, it, it was actually like, watch, it was like taking an exam. And you still pass, but the grade branches are so fucking low that whatever you write down on that bit of paper, you're still going to pass. Um, I think Fleetwood could have played Pompey's under-12s and that game could have been tighter, to be honest. It was that bad. And I come back to the, that, the analogy of, of the, the exam. It was, and it was also, it was what Pompey didn't revise. They they were playing a, an 8-4-2-9-1-3 with inverted mm-hmm. fullbacks, inverted goalkeepers and <laughs> false strikers. It was... It was bizarre. And honestly, it was like he rolled the dice and uh, and wrote down the team sheet blindfolded. But it, it worked, really. <laughs> it did work. What do you mean it didn't? It did work. It didn't. We can no, see that Jack War football podcast has turned into Ben Knappman with his an- analogies. It, well, that's the best way of putting it, I think. By what, he, by what it's really it. good. It's true. Didn't write what? the team sheet blindfolded, did no, it? When no, when no, no, he didn't. Yesterday, saying that, oh my God, Nappers, you weren't over-exaggerating. Oh my god, that made me feel so much better. No, I'll, I'll give Messino great. I'll give Messino credit. When I saw the team sheet, it did look like he'd written it blindfolded. On reflection, it was Tom. He played Lowry as a. What was he? It was. It was. It worked. It worked, and we'll come on to it later. But it was. It was bizarre. As for Fleetwood, let's touch on that first. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they're so bad. They are. They are <laughs> really bad. Um, they can't pass, and I think we need to sort of focus on the, the basics here. They can't pass a football. In fact, I've got the stats here. They misplaced 95 passes in the first half. In the first half, they didn't complete 100 passes. They averaged, I think it worked out that for every four passes, the fourth pass didn't go to the intended target. It was dreadful. It was terrible. I watched it with my brother and my dad who wanted to be at the Oxford game. We sat there and we looked at it and we just went, yeah, 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 Nappers is... Nappers isn't Nappers isn't exaggerating. The the boy is watching and feeling everything that we're currently watching. I mean, not so much feeling because again, you know, I haven't got quite the fleet with emotion towards it. But you know, talking to you Nappers every single week, I feel like I was there experiencing your pain it was it was so so bad and like I, I come back to the fact that you know Fleetwood could have um could have played any Pompey opposition at any gear at any rhythm at any pace and probably still lost a game of football. Look, I think I think Pompey through 
the fact that I think Messina wanted to make a bit of a statement after last week. Injuries to Rafferty, meaning that as well, there were an easy option to get around that. They could have maybe put Ogilvy on the other side. He's done that before. But instead, Messina wanted to go completely different. He wanted to go the back three. He almost played, let's be honest, it was a back three, Towler, Shocknessy, Rugger, and then it was almost Larry's a left wing back playing quite inverted. Devlin actually played as a right wing back. For the first 15 minutes, I'm not quite sure he knew where he was playing. I think it was a, a right wing back sort of position. Packer Morel still the double pivot. Kamara and, and Lane still was the wingers. I think it was An uh, Andy Moon on the commentary said they're wing backs. I wouldn't quite agree with that. They were far, they were quite advanced as, as wing backs. They were wingers. They were still wingers. And let's be honest, they didn't need to be wing backs because Fleetwood weren't offering too much threat in the wide areas. And then, of course, you had Bishop up top. Well, I think they got a great game in, in terms of his finishing and output. His hold up play at times was decent. Actually, his link up play was, was still pretty good. Again, he missed some chances that on another day, Bishop does convert. Uh, but on reflection, to sort of round up from what I saw, uh, Fleetwood need to focus on, on on the basics so they've got any chance of, of, of staying in this league. I think they are probably uh, too far behind now. But the, the, the key, key basics of football, forget the technical stuff. You can focus on that if you ever need to later. But you've got to try and be better at keeping hold of the ball. And when they did get the ball, like I said there, with the stats missing 95 passes, ultimately you get hold of the ball and it's like, right, hit it. I've never seen a team try and go long to Jaden Stockley and not ever win ahead. I mean, it's ridiculous. I've never seen Jaden Stockley, who is six foot whatever, and not win a duel for the first half. It was awful. Um, whatever they tried to do, it didn't work. And I feel so sorry for Nappers. I do feel sorry for Fleetwood because it is like an endless cycle. The players deserve to be rinsed for that because they've been through three managers and they're not getting better. There's no new manager bounce. In fact, it's a new manager flop. It is, it's a disaster every single time. Um, Nappers, you can sort of incite more into it. I'm not quite sure if I've gone too far there. But for me looking in, it was... It, you know what? It was, it was watching a team that looked like and accepted they'd been relegated. Yeah, uh, 100%. You said every word that I wanted to do. And I went through this morning. Uh, we're done. We're down. Don't focus on January. We're nine points adrift. I think that Forest Green Rose had three more points at this stage last season. We did. They finished on 27 points. And we're relegated by 18 points. We're relegated with five games to go. So that's where this side is going. I'd keep... If I had to push seven players at this football club, which are Ben Hennigan, Carl Johnson, Ryan Broom, Callum Dolan, Ronan Coughlin, Promise on the Cherry and Keanaze would be an absolute push for a seventh. Uh, players I'd like to, but would go, would be Junior Caterna, Phoenix Patterson, both going to Portsmouth, if you believe some. Brendan Wiridu and Josh Hill. Um, and then players I'd get rid of straight away. Uh, Lynch, Matt Mullen, Rooney, Holgate, Teal, Mayer, Vela, McAdam, Marriott, Stockley, Graydon, Asamoah would all be. And that's the core of your team. That's the core of the team. James so Stockley's what? <laughs> James Stockley, six foot three, who jumps, who, who jumps three foot six, which is strong. Yeah, he's, he's you know he's on big money. He, you know. he jumps lower than his actual height. Yeah, play, plays are on good money at Fleetwood. Yeah, and one of our fans, you know, Cod's chat said exactly it, and he went. It's cushy at Fleetwood. You get a small fan base. You don't get any abuse. You get ridiculed if you get abused. You're not really you're not really allowed an opinion because then you get told off by certain people at, football, at the football club, and or you just get told, "Well, the players are smiling again." Well, the, the players is bouncing. I think yesterday I actually dug deep for the first time. You know, I've in a long while. And it was coming that because I, I'm sick to death of traveling up and down the country for. To, for dross, do you know what I mean? You serve up dross. Um, you know, fair play to Portsmouth. That's the first thing that I'll always try and do. They won the game. They weren't at the best, but they'll be better than that, you know, going forward. And, you know, if they can, you know, 
you know, keep going at two points a game record. It might not be enough. It might not be, but it's, I think they'll, they'll have enough in the tank for Portsmouth. And I'm not expecting us to play 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 the likes of Portsmouth and win or get something or Derby, you know. But against Shrewsbury, against Cambridge, against Carlisle, against Northampton, against Cambridge uh, twice in you know, the cup game as well. You know, Lincoln's, you know, um, you know, Wickham's, you know, you know, the side that we've played, you know, in that patch as well. We've been equally as awful, like if not worse. So no, it, it, it's bad, and um, uh, you know we've got no owner. You know our third manager. The players are running the dressing room, and um, you know offering very little. And uh, Tom, what was your thoughts on the game yesterday, mate? A good victory for you, mate. Good to see you. Yes, mate. It's it's amazing how a, a Telop chat about a Pompey game has not been about Pompey in the majority of the terms. The whole the whole narrative is is Fleetwood, which is completely understandable. I I'll talk about Pompey in a minute, Ben, but and Jack and and Jake all can completely empathise with this but could you imagine being a Fleetwood player coming in on Monday morning nine o'clock rocking up for training you would imagine no one's talking to each other they probably all just sat there and go oh, yeah that weren't great on Saturday was it who should we sack next yeah who should... well exactly <laughs> are, we, yeah. are we ready ready uh, for Brown who are we watching? I'm not quite sure Brown's the right fit <laughs> uh, he's been here three games yeah not sure <laughs> still not sure on him still not sure what? Where do where do you actually go with it though? You can you can say all you want about you know strip it down back to basics, but I don't I don't think the players have, have got it in them to to do the basics. Can I ask you something, Tom? From the oh you yeah. you too as well, lads, right? And I don't know if it's just me, right? And I've said all season I've defended the football club right a lot more than I should have done. And yesterday, right, Jay Lynch is not a good enough goalkeeper, right? Look, he's not been bad recently. He gets criticised too much, but. He doesn't start for anyone else in League One. That's a fact. Forget him. Brendan Wiradu would get into most League One teams at all, you know, 11 week in, week out. I, Why did he play so... right back, Lapa? Sorry to interrupt. Why did he, he play right, right back? centre half. Right centre yeah. half. You've got to have He's... your best players in the effective yeah. areas. And Hennigan, right, is a decent centre half at League One level. And he might not get into a lot of teams, but he gets into some League One teams that are above Fleetwood. He's played countless games for Wimbledon, countless games for Blackpool. And was only out of the Wednesday team because of an injury. He was in the Wednesday team. And then the, the you know, unfortunately couldn't get back into it because of the ACL. Josh Hill is as you know as good as left centre half as anyone in, in the division, in, in my eyes. Um Josh Vella, no comment. He's 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 got stats on paper and he he looks good because he makes 50 passes per game and 45 will be accurate, but and he'll press. But for me, he's not been good enough as a captain, realistically, and that needs to change. Boston Lowell. I don't think it's good enough. Callum Dones, a young player. Boys would get into a decent few League One clubs. Stockley and Marriott, come on, you're paying probably nearly 10 grand a week for those two. Should score you 30 goals on paper. Danny we're May not, won We're the not league. getting Marriott now. That's, 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 yeah. so I'm not Danny quite sure where he's going. Danny May last season, you know. Patterson is, is a very, very good player. You've got Junior Coutinho, who was out yesterday. Sean Rooney's a decent right wing back. The back five, probably the strongest point of the team, yet we've got the worst defence in the league. I, like, why is it failing so much? Because that team isn't a bad team. It's not confidence. a bad team. Confidence is massive. But you, you watched that yesterday, and I say, and I, I looked at individuals. I thought, yeah, this this could work. But you, these players don't believe that they're good enough. These players don't believe they're going to win game of football. And, it, and and as soon as as soon as that creeps in, even five percent, I think Fleetwood are probably at about ninety percent of that. But as soon as that starts creeping in, you're you are doomed. You know, because you've got players there that don't genuinely believe that they're good enough. And that, that look, I'm not going to, there's that balance. Do you sympathise with players? Actually, I think these group of players have been 
very, very poor with the way they've handled themselves as a group, the way they have got managers sat and the way they've acted under certain managers. But at the same time, these group of players, they've done that, but they also don't, it's so weird. They don't want to play for the manager, but they also don't actually think they're good enough. So you put two and two together, you're in a very, very difficult place. I don't know about Jake, bring Jake in on this one as well. But And again, it might be easier for Jake to talk about it because he didn't watch yesterday's game. He's sort of seen Fleetwood as a completely external this season other than watching them uh, once when, when they played Lincoln. Yeah. But like it looked terrible. Jake, you said a couple of weeks ago Fleetwood are in-game. Fairness to Charlie and the four games we, played, we have been in to an extent... But for me, when you're saying that you want your club to be engaged and you want a bit of effort and well done for smile and well done for effort, you've reached a new low, haven't you? And, you know, you saw, you know, your side go for a four, four consecutive defeats. I think that's what you're five without a win. But you're coming away from games, you know, in recent weeks at Wickham. You've, you've gone to the end, scored a last-minute equaliser. Yesterday, you could have won. There's been, you know, but the, you, you, there's been factors for Lincoln that you've had no strike, you've had key players out injured. There's been a little bit of factors for Lincoln, in, but you are still got that little bit of... Because I don't... Do you, what, what, how many points are you on, Jake, now, Lincoln? 30... Uh, 35. 35. Do you think Lincoln City, as a squad, be honest, are, are a squad that is 17 points better off than a Fleetwood squad? In terms of names and of talent, because I, I don't. Probably not. We're not seventeen. I think we're. No, I think maybe, you're better. Maybe, maybe, maybe eight seven, or nine points. Seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, I, I think the thing with Fleetwood Ben is, you know, and, and Wardy said that their confidence in football is absolutely massive, and so is momentum as well. Um, you know, how many clubs do you see that once they get one promotion, they go on and win it again? You know, you look at Luton, you look at Bournemouth, Swansea did it years ago. Um, you know, Fleetwood have, you know, when you get momentum, you go, you you know, you flew through the leagues. We did the, we did a similar sort of thing, getting two in, in three years under Danny. And um, when it goes the other way and when you're in a losing rut and you've seen it against Southend, uh, Scunthorpe, Stockport Forest County Green. did it um, 10 years ago as well. Um, I think you guys are, are in a similar sort of boat to them in terms of confidence wise. And it's really hard to turn that around. And it, you know, chopping and changing the manager isn't going to do it. I, I think it's, I don't think it's the factors on the pitch that have doomed Fleetwood this season. I think it's the fact that the obviously the chairman went to prison. There's not a lot of leadership. You know, you've told us, Ben, that, that Pilly pretty much ran the club head to toe. You know, everything went through him. Obviously, he's no longer there. And when you're going from someone who's so trusted in an organization and you're changing hands to someone who hasn't done it to that extent before. You're losing a key, a massive set of skills, and in, 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 in any workplace, not just in football, if you lose a really good employee, mm-hmm. and you bring in someone who's new to the job, who's really inexperienced, and has maybe watched someone do it before, like say it's one of your colleagues getting appointed manager or something like that, you you will notice that they struggle. And this first year that, that Pilly's been out of the business, you guys have struggled, and I don't think that's to a surprise, Gab. Gab Sutton called it actually really well at the start of the season. Um, but then you look at on the pitch and you're right, you have a decent squad. You've got a very good squad. You've got some very good individual players. But unfortunately, those players at the moment are playing like individuals and not as part of a team. Yeah. And when, you, when you've got that, and we'll all have played Sunday League football or football, football to an extent. If you guys are going out there as 11 individuals going, well, how can I play well and make sure that I do the best that I can to try and leave this sinking ship? you guys are not going to get results. And unfortunately, that's just how it looks from Fleet, for Fleetwood. And, um, you know, you know, we were all saying that Forest Green were the worst team that League One has ever seen 
a year ago, and I know certainly we were having conversations. Fleetwood are in Fleetwood have got to be compared to this Forest Green team. They've got to be because and it's the same, same size of football club as well, you know, and yeah. how it's run. Off Fleetwood for a bit now. We'll come Sorry, to Dapper, the last I was gonna say the last thing on that. If you look at the the three teams that you'd say are struggling the most in in um in League One, like Jake said there, it's about structure, about looking up and if something happens time and time again and things look bad time and time again, the best thing you've got to do is to look up and look what's happening above the board, uh, above, well, probably board level, but above that ownership level, definitely above the manager and players. Fleetwood Town, you've got an owner in prison. Carlisle, you've got new owners. And at Reading, we knew what's going. On, we know what's going on there. Mm. There's no coincidence that there's teams struggling in this league. And a lot of it comes from the fact that upstairs, there's either significant problems or significant change. And you've got no one leading that ship. So... Yeah, like I say, they're all about confidence on the pitch, but off the pitch as well, you look like a nut of shambles. And how can you run a football club long-term with any short-term success as a bonus with no long-term ownership, you know, consistency? Benjamin Bloom, who's one of the best in the business for championship content creation, he, he does videos every year and he looks at why clubs go up and why they go down. And one of the three reasons that he uses that clubs go down from the championship, and it's the same in League One, you're too small, you're not good enough, ownership problems, Fleetwood tick all three, which isn't good. We'll come to Portsmouth as well. We'll give you a moment in the sun. Tom, good day. A little bit of a secret about Tom when we went to Nando's. He gets oh, lemon herb. No, he doesn't at all. That is a blatant lie. And there's probably picture evidence. And all this tap water as well. I Did I order what I might have done, actually? And you got um, a freebie. Yeah, no, then she came over. She said, oh, you can put some, uh, you put some Coke in that if you want. The fizzy drink, oh, that is. Um no, she just wanted us to leave a nice review, didn't she, Ben? She thought, and she came, she's obviously had some uh, customer service issues because she came over and introduced herself personally, which never happens at Nando's. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, we, you're, you boys are talking about confidence of Fleetwood there. I mean, it's I said in my video that it's two teams fighting similar battles for completely different reasons. But yeah, the the, comp, the, the regaining of the confidence was what this weekend was all about from a Pompey point of view and, and that ability to kind of stop a bit of a drab run. We've done that. Yes, the performance wasn't there whatsoever. You boys will recognise that with what you've been saying with Fleetwood. I think the the key is when you when you're in a bad run of form, get the result, and then the performances follow. I hope that happens away at Port Vale, and then uh, got a, a trip to the Cassam in a couple of weeks' time, which I'm looking forward to. And of course, we're expecting one or two bodies in the building this week, which would be good. And that kind of changes the narrative a little bit. I thought we were a goal or two light. I think the kind of the my eyes lit up when Paddy Lane was through on goal and. To be fair to him, Joe Lynch pulls off a really good save there. He looks very petrified in front of us all second half. We're about, what, 50 yards away from him, 25, 50 yards away from him. And he, he wasn't particularly comfortable um, for that whole second half. And Colby missed one, bit of a scramble in the box. Pack slots it out to him and he normally would pull the trigger and hit the target, but he doesn't. Um, and he went out for a corner. So, yeah, no, I was... I thought we were a goal or two light. I think if one of those had gone in, we'd all be a little bit more positive about it all. Is it a, a bit of a plaster? I don't know. I hope it isn't. I hope it's a case of the result comes and the performance follows and time will tell us on that. But yeah, great to get back to winning ways. Long old way for a sold out 1100 fans are making all the noises normal, which was really good. A lot of positivity in the ground, in the stand from our end at least. Um, and John Massino celebrating a year in charge in style. Clean sheet on his first game. Clean sheet in his first game of his second year. Wood is a bit like buses. When he gets one game, he gets another one. Comes just after that. I gave you Peterborough two, Shrewsbury one. Wood. Shrewsbury took the lead. Peterborough came from behind a year ago or two years ago, or even Peterborough in general. Normally, 
wouldn't win that game of football, you know. But these people side are different. They've got characters. They've got warriors. You know, they've had to have a lot of setbacks this year. Good win for them. Yeah, they, they did the exact same thing as they did a, a couple of weeks ago in Shrewsbury. Shrewsbury scored first, and then they they sit in Shrewsbury and hope that Peterborough don't break through. But again, they do. It's the same story. Peterborough are relentless. Um, they keep knocking on the door. They believe that they're going to force a team to capitulate. And again, Shrewsbury this season, they've been doing that time and time again, especially the games against Peterborough, because they are relentless. They, they do pile on pressure for large periods of the game. Over 70% possession loads and loads of uh, loads and loads of chances that they created lots of shots from from good areas and, and we're talking about a bit of a side that going forward are are fire you know they are incredibly incredibly good um they have got that that they've got that pace they've got that finishing ability they've got that creativity in wide but also central areas with Randall I thought had a great game again yesterday well, you know we're, we're speaking about a side that do look like they're they're showing bits and pieces of, of a mentality that can achieve great things this season um as for Shrewsbury, I thought again that they're, they're just not good enough. The, the style of the style of play is, is sometimes football in suicide. They scored first again, but they had like four shots inside the box. But again, we're not, we're not speaking about a side that have any intention to play forwards. It was basically just score first and then defend for our lives. When you play FIFA, really, you score first and you just go very defensive and sit back and just hope you can defend and put the best defensive performance of the season. And it's not going to happen because Shrewsbury haven't got the ability to do that. And Peterborough are so good. So it was just attack versus defence in the end. And unfortunately, because of how good Peterborough are for Shrewsbury, they had to capitulate or didn't have to, but they did. So, yeah, uh, for Shrewsbury, I think I think Matt Taylor, we joke about it on the podcast, Nappers, and you're the first person that will start smiling when we bring his name up. Um, I think he has I think he has got to go. I think he has got to be sacked because... 20 they, games, I've been telling you this for, lads. 20 games. They have... They're 19th in the league. They plummeted down... They, they've won games that maybe they should have won. And if you can sort of continue doing that, it might be okay. But against a lot of opposition, they, and even the games they have won, they don't, they do not have any forward play. It's all about scoring, playing the fine margins and then defending for their lives. And again, yesterday, Peterborough were fantastic. But Shrewsbury, it was just, they just sat there and just invited the pressure time and time again. It's, it's dreadful. It's a dreadful style of play. And if I'm Shrewsbury, if I'm a Shrewsbury fan, I'm thinking, I, even if we don't get relegated, um, I don't think I can watch this much longer because it's that bad. I, I don't think they'll be disappointed with the 2-1 defeat to Peterborough away from home, to be fair, because anyone who goes to Peterborough and gets something this year are a sign of a really, really good team. I just think that the style of play is a little bit stale. That's all I'll say. Oh, it's, mate, it's more than stale. They haven't, they've, only, they've only scored about, what was it, 20 goals? The, yeah, I think, yeah, 17, 18, 18 goals. I think not, they've only scored four or five away, you know. And, you know, one of those, I think they've won, you know, one away game all seen. That was a Fleetwood and everyone's beaten. I think, like, you look at it, like, you know, they've got 30 points. 20% of the points have come against Fleetwood, who are bottom of the table. And, you know, they've relied on late goals. And it just reminds me so much of Scott Brown last year. They keep getting a goal and... You know, they don't deserve to, and it just kind of gives him a bit more time in the job. And you know, it'll be two games away from the Saturday, he'll win a game, and then that that's what that's why he's still in the job. And I know Salop Cast is a brilliant, you know, podcast for Shrewsbury Town. You know, he's not a big fan, and every week, he, in case of an emergency, I picture Paul Hurst to, to bring him back. Well, um, sorry, Jay- just to add to that goal scoring word. I mean, Cheltenham didn't score a goy in 10 games and scored more mm-hmm. goals than Shrewsbury. I mean, yeah. that's pretty damn on its own, isn't it? Jake, we'll come to you now, mate. I gave you Wigan 1, Reading nil. Reading off the field issues, 
but again, battled away uh, from home against Wigan. Wigan with one of the best home records in the division, in the top six. They'll be wishing they could play all their games at the DW. Uh, another clean sheet for them, another victory, and another three points closer to that safety marker for the Latics. Yeah, uh, and I, I thought you could tell yesterday in the performance from the Reading players that their minds were clearly not at it. Um you know, there's been talks this week, hasn't there, that, you know, Tom Holmes has already gone to Luton. Nelson Abbey's due to go to Olympiacos so that he can do a sort of illegal move to to, to Nottingham Forest probably in the future. Um, you know, there's links of Sam Smith, Harvey Nibs, Lewis Wingsman linked with a move to Pompey. No. Um, not happening. Well, um, <laughs> who is happening at Pompey? <laughs> well, who is? Who is? Matt Mason go. Hey, it's, all, uh, it's happening all in good time. All um, in good time. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought you could tell the players clearly they haven't been paid, and that, you know they've got a lot of worries going on their life off the pitch as well. Wigan, I thought, didn't have to be spectacular to beat them. I mean, don't get me wrong; it took a spectacular moment to beat Reading. It was a great, great goal. goal by Theo Asgard. You know, he's capable of doing that. We've seen it before at this level. I'm pretty sure he broke into the Wigan team. Um, at some point, they were in the Championship and he was putting some, some good numbers there. Lovely technical finish in off the left-hand side, which I'd be surprised if it isn't up there for goal of the day, whoever's got that. Um, it will be. Uh, it was a great strike. But yeah, Wigan... What, like what, say, what really, have I got? Hey, what a fucking surprise. What, do you oh, man. what have I got? Oh, you've got to look oh, at the man. whole league and say who was the best player, mate. Well, say good luck. It's goal of the week. I'm fucked. I can't watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, Wigan very good at home. Reading, I think their performances had picked up a little bit over Christmas. They picked up some good results, put in some good performances. But I just think since the postponement, the heads are gone. And I, I think as a when you're looking at it from a human point of view with emotion and things like that, you can completely understand. You know, would you? Would any of you guys want to turn up to work if you were you knew you weren't going to get paid at the end of the month? I know I wouldn't. So uh, yeah, good point. Good three points that Wigan get some up that table. Well, we had eight games this week, and a quarter of them ended nil-nil. Um, one of those was one of the, and I quote in Jake Tong, Jake, well, Tong slash Jay slash 2024, if you're going to use the academic reference warning for you, mate, and, uh, and you know, and me as well, I go to university now and again. Um, one of the best nil-nils you'll ever see, uh, that he's ever seen. Yeah. I've heard that Lincoln played very well against a, a very good Derby County side who currently are on course for 90 points, but would finish fourth. Jake. Oh, sorry, Tom. Oh, Tom. Tom. No, no, Lincoln. Yes, well, I'm sure we'll hear from Jake on it, won't we? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Very no, sure. No. Yes. No, no. He, uh, he described, well, Jake described to me the three big chances of Joe Taylor over the phone on the way home. It was actually in um, A33 Northampton Services walking out at the time with a uh, a flat white that cost me £4.40. Which a flat was, Gavin. Flat Gavin, sorry, uh, Dill will kill me for saying flat white. Flat Gavin for, uh, yeah, quite a lot of money, which is a bit of a waste of time. It was 10 o'clock and he closed at half 10. And he, he just fucking sloshed it in there. It was horrendous. Anyway, um, that's not got anything to do with Lincoln Derby, has it? You did describe the, the Joe Taylor hat miss, if we can call it that. Um, you know, they're, they're such well-crafted runs, aren't they? The only, the only thing that lets him down is the finish on two of the cages. The third one, I think, is probably the most unlucky. Josh Vickers does just enough to allow the dropping ball to be cleared off the line. 
it ought to be viewed as a positive point. I'm sure Jake will take it as that for the home side, given how dangerous we know a Derby. Uh, we know that Derby County have shown themselves to be away from home of late. Joe Taylor goals, I reckon, will come, Jake. I don't think he's far off yeah. finding some scoring yeah. boots in a Lincoln shirt. He's shown enough already just in that game. To me, those final moments start to fall for him in a wee way. Nevertheless, the wait for a win in the league extends to... Thanks. Don't. Extends to... Eight. Eight in the league for Lincoln. Ten wins no from a possible... Double digits, baby. It's not That's long now. Not long, long now. now. See you next week. <laughs> That's <laughs> nine. Who you got after that? Let's go for uh, ten. Burton. Burton. Oh, a lot. Like, and guess right. what, boys? Guess who's number 11? Blitzburg. <laughs> Eight and eleven. Lots of T-Lop derbies to come in the next couple of weeks. Ten wins from a possible thirteen on the road for Derby. Jake, your thoughts? So have true. I got it pretty spot on? Um, yeah, I think you have. I think you're right regarding Joe Taylor. I mean, he's like the quickest player I've ever seen. I've seen Cohen Bramwell play for Lincoln before, and he was bloody quick. Um, there's, there's. I think it's the first one that he he goes through, which I, I'm saying is a good chance, but it's more difficult than the other two. Um, the first one, I think he puts the ball maybe a yard in front of Erin Cashin and he still gets there before him. He's, he's completely rapid. Yes, he should score the second one. The, the, the third one is a, is a good clearance from Erin Cashin. And we talk about, and Derby fans will want to hear about this, Erin Cashin is one of the best centre-backs in the league. Um, for me, top three centre-back alongside Santos and, and, and my man Regan. And yesterday he got dominated. <laughs> Sorry, some food just dropped out of Jack Ward's mouth then. Oh, Wardy. <laughs> what are you having? It's pretty healthy. I've gone Percy Pig. Oh, oh I love that. Is that healthy? It's sweet. I love a Percy Pig. Oh, so Strawberry, good. Strawberry, it? Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Well I'll just have I literally <laughs> eat bags of those. It's so easy yeah, to eat a whole that. bag of yeah, Percy I, I Pig. Bought, I bought three bags I've of those. Santa hats away. on oh. Christmas. Christmas star. That is so southern. I'm sorry. You, you no, know, you're So, your level of like southernness is a Christmas hat on a Percy pig. Yeah, but they're, they are sold at MS. No, food, Jay, get lost, mate. I eat them all the time. Well, yeah, really well, yeah, well, you live in Lytham. It's pretty posh as well. You live in Lincolnshire, which is pretty yeah, posh. It's not. Lincolnshire. It's not. Anyway, I, I, I've never seen, and I, I know a, a couple of Derby mates I, I've got from cricket and stuff. They said they've never seen. Erin Cash had been dominated the way he did by uh, by Freddie Draper and Joe Taylor. Freddie Draper physically just pinned him every time and Joe Taylor spun him behind. It was great viewing. Derby and offer a great deal of threat. They should have been down to 10 men. Um, Kane Wilson with a horrific tackle on, on Ethan Arrowhead right in front of me, um, by the way, really high up on his leg. Um, referee completely bottled it by Kane Wilson saying that he got an injury. Okay, Kane. Um, but yeah, I wasn't massively impressed with Derby. They, they, they didn't have. Do you know when you walk away from a game, you get and you go, "Oh God, that they should have scored then." Or straight after a chance, you go, "Fuck me, have we got away with that? Like, have they not put that away?" Didn't think that about Derby yesterday at all. Really potent up front. I think the addition of Blackett Taylor is going to help them. They, they needed width. They had Mendes lying on one side, um, but on the other side, they, it just wasn't working with Barkhazen. Um, I know he's been in a really good run of form. Uh, recently because of Ben, obviously, but um, it I, just doesn't offer the same, I think, as Blackett-Taylor. They, they need, I think for me as well, they need a striker. They brought Tyrese John-Jules off the bench and he, he sort of slotted into that number 10. But when Collins isn't working, they need a, a, a different option, maybe someone a bit more nippy and getting behind, maybe like a Joe Taylor who can finish. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really happy with a, a, a good point uh, against Derby County. What are, you, what are you joking about for? Ben. Uh, nothing, just carry on. 
Keep going. With your woman. No, keep going. Yeah, that, you're the host, it, mate. Oh, hey, I, I thought you finished right. Next up, Exeter 0, Cambridge 0. Exeter have actually been in a little bit of a better run of form. I won't call it great form. Well, 1 2, drawn 3, lost 3 of the last 8, picking up a total of 9 points from their last 8 games, which is not too bad, to be fair. 9 points from the last 6 home matches as well. And um, again, starting to get there a little bit as well. The ninth clean sheet of the season yesterday for Cambridge. Three wins, two draws, two defeats under Neil Harris. Again, they won 5-2-5, lost nine previously under Mark Bonner. Um, so again, getting better. Lyle Taylor started up front yesterday. Nothing really else needed to be said. We're going to go on to Wardy's favourite section. Oh. I gave uh, myself goal of the week this week. I thought, now, to be fair, I was pretty fair in my selections. I thought I'd give myself Burton well. Charlton and, you know, what's that? Mm. Stay Hang tuned. On. For all of I our patrons, he's what just waved it? something at us for people don't, who don't can't say, see patrons, us. Don't, don't say what it is. Just, oh, oh, what's that? Oh, what is that? Oh, what is that? Oh, I think I know what that is. Oh, yes. no, if you're a patron, to find out. Go on, Epa, sorry. So, anyway, I gave myself Burton Charlton and extra Cambridge. So, just remember when you're giving the games out, do you know how, how fair I was? And I even gave myself goal. Jake was right. I'm going to go for Theo Asgard. I think it was a really good goal, curled into the far corner. Uh, it won the game. He's a special talent. You know, I, I think CJ Hamilton's came close away at Blackpool. It was a really good finish. Um, you know, Cal Joseph as well, you know, scored a nice goal as well. Um, right there, was, there, 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 there was a few. Um, no, it wasn't a good goal at all. It's People not went, a bad effort. It's not a bad right. goal. Oh, my God. You are not putting that for goal. That was very <laughs> shit goalkeeping. It was at him. It didn't even spin. It just... It was a nice move. And I thought the one that really came close was the Peterborough goal. It was Joe Randell's, where mm. he must have passed the ball 10, 15 times, pulled mm. across, tapping. And uh, yeah, performer of the week, Wardy, I gave it to you, mate. Go ahead, son. Uh, sorry, I'm player of the week. Ooh, it's exciting, isn't it? I'm going to go. My he is, He's making me smile right now. A certain player, a Leighton Orient striker, Dan Super Dan Aji. You know, he is, he probably didn't have the, the, the he probably didn't, he probably wasn't the best player this week, to be honest. However, he was. that boy is, I'm just so happy for him. I'm so happy that he's, he's playing games of football. He's scoring important goals. He's playing in a side that are just doing so well right now. Uh, and I saw Dan Aji for Oxford United. He was sort of playing as a, as a left or right winger, sort of playing off the flanks. And at times it sort of worked, but you couldn't really sort of get his back to goal ability as often as possible. And I guess later on playing as a sole striker, you're sort of seeing more of that. But he's, I mean, he could have scored an absolute world in before he actually scored his goal, um, Dan Aji. So, uh, uh, you know what? There are probably some more nominations. I think Asgard for Wigan did do well. I thought Matt's Croker for Burton did really well. Um, I thought there was a few Pommy players that, that did well as well. Look, I could highlight all of them. However, I thought genuinely Dan Aji, seeing him play some of his best football uh, for Leighton or like I said, are doing really well against Pompey and Bolton, two really, really important goals. Um, yeah, I'm going to put his name forward. Um, next up, manager of the week, Tom. You, you could go for, you know, obviously Wardy said a couple of months ago that anyone that wins is in contention. Well, there was, you know, three, four, five, you know, six probably within contention there. Yeah, there's only one for me, really, Ben, and that's Richie Wellens. Um, two in two. I... Well done to Richie. Well, that's, I just. That's not going to help our late annoying agenda. 
Well, no, that, that, that one of my working titles for this weekend's TLOP is Late and Orient Agenda is over. Um, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah, there's uh, Dill was putting some tables together, which on two points. Still, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has been putting those together. reading for you, Tom. Not gonna lie, I'm assuming I've watched Orient this year, season there a proper side. I've ha- I've had um, sort of a bit of a view of well, I have advanced viewing of these tables. I'm not actually too upset with my top end, but the uh, the bottom's not not looking fantastic. <laughs> Just like real life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say the same thing. That was so easy, Tom. Why did you not think about it when you said it? I was wondering. Normally, if you're better gonna... than that. No, I was, I was wondering if it was going to get a reaction. There's some things I say on here and you just sort of let it bite. I've said a couple already today and you just let it fall mm. by the wayside. I'm glad that one got a bit of reaction. Because we don't the, listen to you. The, no, I know. That's <laughs> just fine. Um, Percy Biggs. <laughs> Richie Welland. Um, yeah, I mean, we. I know it's an of the weekend, but his week, his last seven days as a manager has been nothing Month short of well. exceptional. Last month as a manager, yeah. Like, well, since Christmas as a manager has been nothing short of exceptional. So, uh, yeah, for all the reasons advertised earlier on in the of the weeks, we're going to go Richie Welland's. Jake, some big results for different reasons. Blackpool getting a first away victory for the first time in a long while. Burton, big win under new manager Martin Patterson. Yeah. Orient beating favourites for the title, Bolton Wanderers. Portsmouth yeah. getting back to winning ways. Peter coming from behind and Wigan beating Reading. And you've also got two 0 nil draws in there. You're probably going to go for Derby County. <laughs> yeah, Paul <laughs> yeah. yeah, did really well, mate. Yeah, Paul <laughs> did really well. No. Uh, back to back, baby, for our man Richie Wellens. Uh, wow. Yeah, again, result of the week, Leighton Orient won, Bolton nil. You, you know, when you beat Portsmouth and Bolton with an aggregate score of 4-0 over two games, one of which being away, you've done pretty fucking well considering those are two of the top four teams in the league. So, uh, Leighton Orient uh, won, Bolton nil is our result of the week. Before we go to the next feature, scores on the bloody doors. One of my <laughs> favourite are bloody features. at this point. Um, we will come to that in a minute. I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you are enjoying it, please go and give us a five-star review in on Spotify. Over a hundred of them now. And again, thank you to the ones who listen newly. If you're a new viewer or a regular viewer, thank you very much. And also help share the podcast as well. Tell me about it. Tell with your friends, your family, you know, your 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 radio, your colleagues, your radio, Sky, anyone. Go on the radio and say it. I had to think about this. You know when I said say it at work? Right. And then I said, well, maybe that's not a great idea. If there's anyone who works at Tesco out there, please, you know, go on the the announcements. Can someone move their car? It's parked in front of Mrs. Marjorie's whatever. Mrs. Mm. Marjorie. (laughs) U-P-T-H-E-L-O-L. I was going to go any one for A-B-J. That's the classic. But like, you know, when you're shutting the store, say, ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to finalise your purchases and make your way to the checkouts up the T-Lop, that'll do. That's fine. Yeah. So put that in there. Anyone who gets here, you know, can have a free Patreon membership on me. On me. So, um, again, so uh, thank you for everyone's support. And uh, I know me and the boys really appreciate it. We wouldn't be here if if you weren't listening. So, well, we would, but we just wouldn't be filming, would we? Um, (laughs) Next up, scores on the bloody doors, Jake. Only eight games this week. How does the tables now look? Yeah, but we obviously we recorded before the Derby Burton game, didn't we? Yeah. Um, 
which I thought just if we can talk about it briefly, what a game of football that was. Mm-hmm. I thought Burton fought back really well, actually. Good goal for, for Hugo. I think he um, got an assist yesterday as well. So yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, he's made a really good life to start at uh, start to life at Burton Albion. Obviously, we all picked up a point predicting a derby win. Some of some of which were well, actually, you three predicted a really convincing derby win. Um, still got a point, none the same. Barnes and Carlisle, one of us got a, a correct score. Anybody know which one it was? Tom. It was Tom. Tom went 2-1 Barnsley. I watched uh, the game. And Carlisle, yeah. by the way, was so open defensively. It was unbelievable. Good goal by Luke Armstrong, though, to get his first goal back. Mm. At Devante level. scored a good goal as well. Yeah, and then this week, uh, well, it, it, was, it was a bit mad, to be honest. Ben got four. Wardy got eight. Getting two correct scores, Tom got three, and I got four, um, which means I'm stuck on one nine nine. I can't get in the two hundred yet for some reason. Tom is out on two twelve, Nappers two twenty, and Wardy stretching that gap to two twenty six. It's close. Uh, it is. It's very close. It is very close. But, Absolutely. Uh, so, do we have any? I think we have some midweek. We've got midweek games, mate. Yeah, we've got midweek. I'll tell you what, there's three, four, five, there's six games in midweek this week. Um, which we'll come to. We'll start oh, off at the University of Bolton Stadium. Also, again, the rearranged fixture. And it's been, um, you know, it was Ian who you know he passed away, you know, last week as well. He's been so good to see two football clubs coming together the way they have. I know Matt, who's a patron, has got his own flag that he's taken as well, which I think is in, you know, he's a, he's a top boy and he, you know, a, a bit of class that. And I think Bolton want to allow Cheltenham to their fans, which they don't normally do as well. Um, and it's just really good to see football coming together. And whatever happened on the pitch on Tuesday, you know, there's more important things. Uh, but back onto the football, I do think Bolton will win this game of football for Ian and for, for, for the promotion hope. I think they'll win it by two goals to nil. I'm going to go Bolton. I'm going to say Nappers. I'm going to go Bolton to Cheltenham nil. Just as a footnote to that as well, Bolton are reimbursing away travel for uh, Cheltenham mm. fans coming up on the coaches as well, which is a, an awesome um, gesture. I'm going to go 2-1 Bolton. Yeah, my thoughts, you know, Cheltenham have been pretty good recently. I think they'll uh, they'll they'll make it a bit tighter than, than Bolton fans would want to on Bolton. Uh, Bristol Rovers Exeter, big game for both. Bristol Rovers will want to get back to winning ways, which I think they'll do. I think it'll be tight, I think it'll be edgy. I could see Exeter even scoring first in this one. I'm gonna go for Bristol Rovers two, Exeter one. Playoffs are still on, Charlie. Bristol Rovers two X. Uh oh. I think Bristol Rovers win this game. Win this game three 0 Oh, Bristol Rovers one x to nil for me. Tighter than you might expect. I yeah, I, I think it's going to be tight. I'm get, and Bristol Rovers have got a habit of drawing to teams that they shouldn't at home. I'm going to go Bristol Rovers one x to City one. Charlton against Northampton. Burton obviously Charlton obviously postponed due to Burton playing Cheltenham. Uh, so it's Charlton Northampton. Um, Brady signed a new deal with the Cobblers this week as well. Good news for Cobblers the faithful. Charlton will want to get back to winning wages. They're at home. I could see it being tricky, but I see Charlton just about winning it two-one at home. Oh, fucking, that's horrible. Um, instantly, I said one all. So I'm going to sit to my gut and say one-one. I don't think you could get two sets of fan bases at more odds on their manager than you could right now 
the love in with John Brady versus the uh, hating. Discon- the, the, well, <laughs> I was going to use the word discontent, but we'll go with hating seeing the ward has gone there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what that man has to do to get sacked, if I'm honest. I don't know what, I don't know whether you boys Time. saw the, the post match interview that Charlton TV did with him where he sat there with his laptop and his headphones on and the, the lady's just asking sort of corporate club written questions to him and not holding to him account whatsoever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just feels all a little bit weird at the minute. I can't believe that. Do you know, well, we had a little bit of a chat. I don't know if we've got time to now, but um, Napa's mentioned the the signings in January so far. Jake, you've got a similar opinion, haven't you? you you're not particularly impressed with the Charlton business. You put it in the group chat the other day. Yeah, I, I, it just reeks of desperation. I think they've gone... I think they very clearly went in for Clark Harris, and I think mm. they've been rejected by. Well, it appears they've been rejected by him, so they've sort of gone, "Oh shit, we need a striker," um, and they've gone in, you know, for for they went in for this Uche Piazu fella, who, to be fair, has done it at this level and the level above before, um, but has been poor in a, a really bad Port Vale side. Ladapo, I, I was good in a, in probably the best league one team that we've seen for some time in Ipswich. They matched, uh, they matched 400k. They matched 400k for Will Goodwin. I think he scored 15, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, but he's he played in by far the, the, one of the best teams that we see. And then uh, Connor, Connor Coventry is not a million pound player. I'm so I, I watched him. Uh, How they paid four, for him four years ago? With adults, yeah. it goes to a million. Reportedly, a million quid. Yeah, he's not a million pound player. You don't think it screams a bit like Chelsea that they've just bought players for the names and oh, these are good players. There's no yeah. cohesion. The last from Huddersfield's a good player, Edmunds Green. He's got promoted out yeah. of this division with um, Rotherham before, isn't he? And uh, how do you say that? Pimlesby as well. Yeah, how you say it? I've been I've been avoiding to say his name for like three weeks. I don't know. Hard, is it? Gillespie. Gillespie. Oh, Gillespie. More, yeah, he's uh, he's for Plymouth. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah because I don't now. Do you think Johnson Clark House will leave this window? Because I don't. No, no, he won't. Yes, I do. I think he'll go to a team in the division below. I t- some talking, talking about another striker that used to play for Peter, but Jack Marriott, right? You know that he's, he's like he, he wants to move closer to home. Well, Bristol Road was how far is that from Northampton? What do you know? It's your area of the woods. Hours. Not that it's not it, Bristol Rovers weren't in the section of. Oxford, Northampton. No, they weren't in that. You, I swear, at the start of the season, you said it's a bit of a derby. Bristol Rovers, Oxford, didn't you? Or was it? Well, uh, isn't yeah, that because of what Michael Appleton said when you won promotion? Did he say you were the best team in the league and you came second? Or something like that. that. Well, also, Joey Barton came to our ground this time and said that um, the pitch he blamed our kit. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say we are. I'd say maybe like geographically, there's a bit of a because we haven't got Swindon the in the M4. league. So, but, but anyway, Jack Marriott, potentially the two interest parties in League One, Bristol Rovers, which is probably a little bit closer. Carlisle, the other one, you couldn't get any further away, <laughs> could you? Like, well, we weren't. I don't think we we're ever in for Jack Marriott this summer. No, you were. Sorry, th- sorry, this. You signed a better player in my eyes. Well, he signed someone with we signed someone with a bit of salon value for a start. We we were gonna. Someone asked you, do you want to spend four hundred k on Jack Marriott, or we actually go spend. We're gonna. We, we bidded half a million pounds for Jack Marriott in the summer. Who's twenty eight, right? Mm. And now instead we're gonna spend a hundred grand less. Yeah, still a lot of money. Four hundred thousand pounds. It is still a lot of money, and it's probably one of our highest ever paid fees for a player in our history, which is quite a lot about how we've been sort of. We have been tight with our budgets, and we are now looking maybe to be a little bit better with the way we spend our money and spend a little bit more ambitious 
aspects of cash. But at the same time, you're, saying, you're buying 400 grand, you're buying a 21 year old. So, hmm. like I said, I sent to, I think it was my uncle yesterday. He's a little bit more of the, the Oxford fan that's not not a moaner, but he, he's always the old school. Well, my great Get it is, forward, Oxford. Well, no, that's that's, that's my granddad. That's more the granddad. The problem is my granddad's now at the age where he sort of I don't I don't think they listen to Teal but I think I can say this. My <laughs> granddad sort of, my granddad's sort of the age now where he'll listen to my uncle too much, and then his opinions will just completely follow on him. So you know, it's it's not you know. So we got I sort of text, he was sort of getting four hundred grand, whatever you know. Last season he didn't score any goals. I was saying, well, mm. one I think you're buying someone that we haven't had in a lot of time with a long time, which is an aerial threat. He is scoring goals in this league. He is 21. And even if it totally fails, you could probably still get, depending on how, how badly it fails, but there Pay is still, back. you can still get a hundred, yeah. 200 grand. You lose half your money at, you know, it's not ideal, obviously, but you can't get 200 grand back if Jack Marriott fails. Cause no one's going to buy him for, so, in terms of a, a decision, maybe waiting a little bit longer, I think Jack Marriott or Will Goodwin, and I come back to the, the Charlton conversation, they matched us with Will Goodwin for 400k, uh, but we offered better, when they offered better personal terms, matched our offer, but he chose Oxford for two reasons. One, because he'd rather stay in the area because going to London or staying because, you know, go to Cheltenham, he can stay where he is and commute to Oxford. And two, probably because he looked at a league position and a much more stable project. Charlton right now is absolutely, you know, you, I wouldn't want to touch I don't know, Charlton versus anyone, not just because Oxford, Charlton versus anyone. I wouldn't want to touch that project with a fucking shitty stick. It's that bad. And also the history of Oxford have got, you know, buying players and selling them on for big amounts of money as well. Yeah. You know, the, the, what you did on the Carl Robinson especially. Who's not predicted Charlton or Hampton? Yeah, man? sorry. Um, one all. Ta- yeah, tangent over. Charlton 1, Northampton 2. I'm going to go one apiece. Oxford Barnsley. This is going to be an absolute... I think I'll probably try and watch this one if I can. I think this is one of the games of the week. Are you going? Oxford... No, I'm going to watch them. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Me? You, you're going to go now for Oxford. <laughs> See you there. Yeah, no. why not? If it's well, hoping that it should be on, shouldn't it? It's only getting warmer, so yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go two one Oxford. Fancy you. Oh, here we go. This is a big... nil nil. No, I'm I'm going to go. I'm still going to go. I'm still going to go one all. It could not be any tighter. It's fifth. It's mm. sixth against fifth. Both have played the same amount of games. Both are on forty nine points. Both had a weekend off. Yeah, he, and Barnes will be up for it as well. Oxford will be up for it. Oh, Tom, I've gone one all. So who did you, what did you say? Napa's two one, didn't you? Two, yeah, two one. I think it's, it's got goals in it either way. I'm gonna go two two. I'm gonna stick with a goal apiece. Of course, you are. Wigan, oh, Wigan, Wickham. Oh, stop it there. One all. One nil Wigan for me. One nil. The two two one Wigan. Two one Wigan. Wigan have scored again. Yeah. So they scored two. In fact, I'm going with. So they would. Why are we defending a one nil lead at home? Wigan one, Wickham two. Um. Have we lost Jake? I know we still. No, no, no. I was just putting a frown at your score prediction, mate. I'm going to go Wigan three, Wickham. One. Oh. That's my phone. That'll <laughs> me. And last but not least real. on Tuesday, Red Making B Real. I was taking a B. It's a B Real mid recording. Sorry, Ben. Next up, Reading against Derby. I'm going to go Reading nil, Derby County 2. 
I'm going to go. This is, I've got a little bit of leeway oh, on my predictions. God, right. Go. So I'm going to go a little bit bold here. Oh. Reading 2, Derby 4. Yeah. Like that, actually. Yeah. We'll Even go, if they we'll win 1 million, you pick up a point. How's that right? That, because that's, that's, I'm, that's, because that's we, all, we all go, we all go 2 now. 3 1, 2 1, 1. No, fuck it. 4 2. Are we <sighs> allowed to predict abandonments? Oh shit! Yeah, this game ain't gonna get played, is it? Because well, I reckon if you get the minute, they abandon it. In. Yeah, let's play oh that yeah, game. great. Well, it'll be well. When did they run on the 16, pitch last time? 17, 16, yeah, about 20 minutes yeah. in. Yeah. Um. Well, if it's not abandoned, I c- I can see a, a derby two 0 win. But if it is abandoned, then I'm going with abandonment A A or P P or whatever. I can't put that on the We'll go two 0 Also, um, the funny the funniest thing is this is the sorry Jake, but this is still the funniest thing out of League One is the fact that they're still playing their games at eight o'clock because they haven't got enough buses to get people to the games until <laughs> eight. It's just hilarious. Sorry, yeah. it's bad. It's terrible <laughs> because this is going to get clipped up and we're going to be killed by Reading fans. We do feel sorry for you. <laughs> Well, bring it on. Uh, I'm gonna go Reading nil, Derby four. Oh, Saturday then. Saturday then. Uh, Barnsley Exeter, Barnsley two nil for me. Hang on, (laughs) hang on, hang on. Um, I'm gonna go. Look at that face from now. Is that fuck me, Wardy? Come on, two nil Barnsley, two nil Barnsley. Are we filming, by the way, in a minute? Yeah, we've got to film one segment. Barnsley 2-0. Uh, yes, I, could, I I think there's going to be quite a few disappointed extra fans on a long trip on a Saturday. 3-0 Barnsley for me. I'm going to go Barnsley to Exeter 0. Um, Blackpool, Charlton, Appleton. I'll tell you what would be funny. He'd yes. hate it at Blackpool, mm, wouldn't he? Like Blackpool sat, getting sacked. I think Blackpool will win. Blackpool three, Charlton one. No, I would. I, w- I wanted just to go Blackpool four, Charlton one. I'm not going to just so I could go. Appleton's not one four winning at Bloomfield Road. I'm going to go Blackpool three, Charlton one. I'm going to go Blackpool two, Charlton one. Blackpool one, Charlton nil. Screams Blackpool two, Charlton nil to me. Mm. Bristol Rovers one, Oxford two. Um, Bristol Rovers two, Oxford one. What? We hate we hate going to Bristol Rovers. Is it another kickoff? Because they normally are. You two, no, we are playing at three, Brownie. Are you going? No, I'm back in London, but I'm back on the bloody. I'm back on the Tuesday to come back for Oxford's Pompey. Well, are you home for Easter this week? Uh, this uh, this year? <laughs> I don't. Why are we playing you? Yeah, I'll come back for it now because I will. And I've said this now live. So I've got to. I've got. I've got to do now. I? I oh said man, we can have a beer together. We can. We'll go to the pub. We'll just. Yeah, we'll have a good, get drunk. good day. Can I bet on that not happening? <laughs> <laughs> no. What? What? Abandonment. Me be there or having a pint. Are you two having a pint together at Oxford Fleetwood? <laughs> no, honestly, I, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. I, in fact, I'm going to do it. I want to make sure we do it more now, just to prove you wrong. <laughs> have a Nando's as well. Go the whole hog. T-Lock traditions. Sorry, where were we? We're on... Oh, yes, Bristol Rovers, Oxford. I'll go one apiece. I'm going to go Bristol Rovers 1, Oxford 1. Cambridge entertain the Brewers. I'm going to go for Cambridge 1, Burton 1. Cambridge 2, Burton 1. 
2 Cambridge. I'm going to go the other way. Patterson has got a real tune out of this Burton team. We're going to go Cambridge United nil, Burton Albion 1. Carlisle entertain Bolton. 3,000 Bolton fans travel come on, Carlisle. Carlisle. I think they'll come back. Three points, three goals with a 3-0 victory. Carlisle nil, Bolton 2. I'd love Carlisle to win it, but they're not going to. Carlisle nil, Bolton 3. Can I change my prediction? Can I wait, Car- wait a minute. Carlisle 1. Bolton two. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's the Carlisle one, Bolton three, please. Derby entertains Cheltenham. I think Derby will win this one, one nil. Derby two. Derby three. Cheltenham nil. Derby <laughs> twenty three. It's at Pride Park as well. Three one Derby for me. Yeah, Derby three, Cheltenham nil. Lincoln entertain Posh. I think Lincoln one. Peterborough three. Oh, uh, Lincoln nil. Peterborough nil. Ooh. Love a Link- nil nil, don't they? Ooh. Yeah, fucking love them, mate. Yeah. Link- great, great to watch. Terrible for YouTube videos. Lincoln one, Peterborough. You don't make them. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know where it's actually fine, you know. Yeah. Next um, season, you know. No. <laughs> Lincoln one, Peterborough two. I feel fucking confident after watching this yesterday. I'd love you to. Lincoln City 2, Peterborough United nil. Fuck off, Peterborough. He loves Lincoln, did he? He just Come loves you so no much. House, house. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate them, today about this, right? Whatever it is, Lincoln, literally, right, you could go, we make the best food in the country. Oh, <laughs> oh the two Ethans. Oh, we've got the best goalkeeper. We've got the we best recruitment. We've got the comfiest seats in the league. Oh, Nicest amazing. cathedral. Yeah, yeah. it's right, all there. That's the case, mate. Nice trend. Northampton, two, Shrewsbury, nil. Northampton, three, Shrewsbury, one, Ooh. nil, nil. I'm going to go Northampton 1, Shrewsbury 0. Here we go, the big one. Port Vale 0. That's not a scoreline. Portsmouth 1. Again? Mm. What do you mean to get you 1? What more do you want? He wants 4 0. That is not coming here. Uh, Port Vale 1, Pompey 1. Oh shit. Oh shit. (laughs) Port Vale 1, Portsmouth 2 Port Vale 0, Portsmouth Football Club 2 Good lad Reading 0, Leighton Orient 1 Reading 1, Leighton Orient 1 Oh, there's the agenda again. Fucking hell, Warden. No, come on, Orient. Reading nil, Leighton Orient 1. Leighton Orient and now up to five points. Yeah. <laughs> Reading nil, Leighton Orient 2. Wigan 1. No, actually. Wigan nil, Stevenage 1. Oh, fucking hell. I've lost that game. Uh, Wigan... Uh, Wigan 2, Stevenage 2. Wigan 1, Stevenage 2. Wigan 1, Stevenage 2. Wickham 45 now. Um, Wickham <laughs> 2, Fleetwood nil. Are you yeah. going? Uh, mate, yeah. I've, I've just bought 
my tickets to Wickham, Bristol <laughs> Rovers, Lincoln, right? You know, for Bristol Rovers, right? How much to get tickets from that? Someone might twenty nine pounds. About thirty quid, yeah. Twenty over under eighteen, then. No, no, I'm not. Are you in the seats or are you in the terrace? Well, I, I, I seats can't be bothered standing mm. up. Especially uh, in the open tent. Yeah. Yeah. No one in the terrace, is there? There's no one in the stands. Never mind the <laughs> terrace. What was that? Wally 2 0, did you say? Yeah. yeah. 1 1. Come on, Fleetwood. No. Wickham, yeah. Wickham 3, Fleetwood 0. Boys, good show. Any final thoughts? Any final things we need to do or unravel? Check. Or... Watch out on socials in the next week or so because. Something quite special could be coming could be coming your way. Depends okay? on how well we do it in a minute. So Well, no, I've had to rethink about that. We can't start yet. We've got to go through certain bits before we're, we're not dressed. Win. Yeah, we're oh, not right. ready. Oh, That's okay, gonna give is that giving too much away? We'll no. do we'll do it at a later date. Um still need a thumbnail. Got, but I will say later date, we haven't got long. You haven't got long to wait. There's something quite special coming. Um that <laughs> it's just quite funny, really. <laughs> Are we going to touch on Dill's tables or we say oh, well, we can We can do. Uh, Save it for another time. We're one hour, 15 minutes. Yeah, I can't be asked. Sorry, Dylan. Save it for another time. He has put the hard work in. What, what would, well, we need to put them up as graphics, don't we? So we'll get that done over the next week or so. Thank you for a fabulous show, Benjamin. It was wonderful. Well done. Great Thank work. You, Thank you as always, guys. And, you know, there's some fantastic content creation this weekend. Ward, we'll have a roundup over tonight. I'm, I'm live with Wardy tonight as well. So, <laughs> you know, and uh, Tom produced a great video yesterday as well. Um, um, Jake Don't fucking say a word. And, and Jake, Benjamin. no, mate, honestly, mate, you you, you always bring uh, a smile to my eye. I rang him yesterday and he was watching himself on TV and I thought, what, like, he was watching Shrek. So, um, there you are, Jake. Um, good, good to see you all, guys. And, you know, thanks very much for watching. Drive safely. Enjoy <laughs> your League One, you know, stuff this week. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. LaBosch, come on. Drive safe. Come on. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>